brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is me, From the Day in the Morning Show, you're listening to the UFO Buster Radio with Manny and Big O. You sit down, you listen, or you see them little green men. I gotta go. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Manny Moonraker. This is episode number 71. On this episode, which I would consider this a bonus episode, we are interviewing Christopher Farley. And the interview is about his upcoming film that is going to be released on the 21st. And the name of the film is The Alienators. Now, the film will be available on the 21st. You'll have the links in the description as to where you can actually see the film. And we're going to hear that from Chris himself during the interview. Uh, But before we get into the interview, I just want to say that don't forget that you guys can share, follow, and like on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and every single mobile app that you can find us on. And of course, UFOBusterRadio.com. So without further ado, here's the interview with Christopher Farley. Okay, folks, welcome to UFO Buster Radio, and this is Manny Moonraker, and I am here with Christopher Farley. Christopher, welcome to the show. Thanks, Manny. Good to be here. Listen, I heard from your PR rep, and you have an exciting film coming up, but before we get to that, we want to know more about you, because I'm sure the audience wants to know about the man behind the film. Well, sure, there's there's plenty to tell. Um, you know, I... I Really grew up watching those uh, wonderful Spielberg movies and Lucas, Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future. Uh, movies like that, those big summer blockbusters. And those were the movies that inspired me. And I'm originally from Michigan, so I ended up moving out to Los Angeles in the early 90s. 
And um, the first job I got out here was a PA on Steve Martin's L.A. Story. And then I also worked on Terminator 2. And those were two really good introductions to this world. I mean, it was very, very crazy. These are, you know, one was a sort of a low budget romantic comedy. And then obviously you've got the James Cameron big budget action adventure. And so being able to to witness these movies come together from my perspective as a lowly PA, um, it was really exciting. I remember during those times, though, I put over 25,000 miles on my car, which was a lot in less than a year. Because uh, you do you, you do a lot of driving, but having just moved to LA, I got to learn the city really well that way. Now you're you're um, kind of like a, a jack of all trades when it comes to the film industry, aren't you? Yeah, you know that that sort of began in college because when I first uh, when I went to college, I went to Grand Valley State University back in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and they had a local PBS station. And when I for my first year, I went there and asked if I could get a job. And I started as a, a floor director, and I ended up becoming a producer. And what I did was a lot of productions on my own where I would – we worked on this show called Press Pass, which was this local sports show. And we interviewed local sports uh, you know, uh, celebrities like uh, people at the local colleges or even high schools. So I would often set up these interviews, take a camera out there, shoot it myself, interview the people – bring it back, edit it, and then, you know, they'd air it. So I gained a lot of experience doing every aspect right there. So when I came out here, it became a real asset to be able to do a lot of stuff because a lot of people uh, can't, you can, you can do more now by yourself because of computers. You can edit on your own because, you know, back then you, you needed at least, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to edit a movie that you that you shot on film. But now you can shoot it. On your phone, essentially, you can edit it on your phone, so it's a lot easier. But when it came to visual effects, the last movie I did uh, was called Adam Nine Adventures. It was a superhero movie, that uh, an original superhero that I created. Uh, it's spelled A-T-O-M-N-I-N-E. And that that actually got distributed. That was a couple of years ago. And that was a really fun movie to make. But I had to learn how to do visual effects myself uh, because, obviously, I couldn't afford to have somebody else do that. The, the work I did was over 987 special effects shots that would have cost over a million dollars. Amazing. Now, the film itself, actually, what, did it win a Best Picture, Soundtrack, and also Best Visual Effects? Adam Nine, yes. Yeah, yes. One, it won, that one won a lot of awards, and it got the uh, Special Dove Award when it got distributed. That got worldwide distribution as well. And, yeah, that was a really great experience, and I really love that movie, and I'm very proud of that one. And it was very, very different than what <laughs> than the Alienators. Like that right. one, basically, was a PG movie. You know, your 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 summer, you know, it's kind of your summer family movie fair. And then um, it was after that that I did the Alienators because I wanted to tackle something a little darker, a little more, you know, dark comedy and a bit raunchier. So you know, because when you're when you're a filmmaker, you want to kind of stretch your muscles in different directions. Exactly, you got to stretch your stuff. Yeah. So. Let's go to the alienators, and and it seems like you've done some research on ufology. But personally, what's your take on ufology? You know, I I believe that there are aliens, and I believe that there are UFOs, and I've did a lot of research with it because I've been very fascinated by the subject for for many many years, and um, so I, I definitely believe in it. I don't know if they exist together, and that's kind of what I came up with in my research was. 
people see UFOs and people see aliens, but they, I, I haven't seen an authentic, you know, person's account of seeing them together. Right. So I wonder if UFOs are their own entity and then aliens are coming here a different way, like either through interdimensional portals or, or, or whatever, you know, but, I, but I don't know. I really don't know. But I like, I just going by the, by the, what I've seen out there is that you rarely see them together. Yeah. So what was it that inspired you then to uh, basically, you know, produce this film, The Alienators? The, well, I thought it, you know, I watched those ghost adventure shows and I really liked those. And then they, they came out with that, uh, uh, the movie, gosh, well, I can't even think of the name of it. The, you know, the, the, the person where the, the ghosts were, were, uh, oh, I'm totally drawing a blank on the movie. Um, it's kind anyway, of like documentary the, style. Yeah, the documentary style, you know, where they're hunting ghosts or hunting, uh, it's, it's usually ghosts. And I just found that kind of interesting because, you know, um, for the most part, because I, I don't know, the, the fact that they, the stuff that they capture, I find very fascinating. I don't think they're hoaxing it. And I think it's very interesting what, what technology has, has been able to do to sort of expand that area. But I thought, well, it might be interesting to do something with UFOs because there hasn't really been a movie um, or at least a documentary that, that has had anything really authentic or anything that we could really sink our teeth to. We've, into. We've seen uh, what was the alien autopsy, you know, things like that that were sort of definitely hoaxes as we find out later. And they seem very authentic in, at the time. But I just thought, you know, I guess where it all comes from is I do want to believe in this. I, I really do think that there are aliens out there and I'm very fascinated by the subject. But for me, the frustration comes from the fact that there are so many hoaxers out there now. There's so much bullshit out there that it's really, it's just, it really is, is annoying. I mean, especially even what we were just talking about is that, you know, I could do visual effects on my home computer. I can create a great fake UFO and people, you know, people would buy it, but, the problem is it detracts from what may be actual sightings out there. Right. So right. through that frustration, I thought, well, what if a guy, you know, just some regular dude, not not some scientific person that was, you know, really into this, but just some, you know, he, the, uh, like the main character is Vic Singe. He's unemployed. He plays the air guitar. You know, he he does goes to air guitar contests at night, and he and he and he, uh, and he goes out and hunts UFOs during the day. And I thought, what if, what if it, there was just this guy that didn't take any bullshit from anybody and went to these people because he's interested and he wants to get to the truth and he's tired of all the BS and he, and he doesn't, he doesn't pussyfoot around and he just tries to get right to the truth. So overall, and he likes to meet women. So that's kind of how, <laughs> is how he does it. But what, you know, so what if this kind of guy stumbled across an actual case, like, what would he do? Like, how would he react? So that when I came up with that idea, I thought, well, that could be an interesting movie. And so that's how that's where it all started. So as far as the uh, the film itself, what would you classify the film? I, I would call it a a. Uh... It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I guess you could classify it under two things. It's definitely science fiction. It's a mockumentary. And it's a dark comedy. And so, you know, when I was, uh, when I actually was uh, watching part of the film, it, there was also like that, uh, almost a, a bit of satire to it. There, well, there is, there is some satire because we are satirizing, you know, the whole UFO hunter, uh, you know, community that's out there. And, you know, like I said, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of frustration, like, you know, you read these people, they're all authors, which I find interesting, a lot of the people that have these amazing experiences right. like they happen to, to they happen to write their books too and and none of it is you know you can't prove any of it and you know that again that's kind of where the frustration comes from my own personal perception of and of uh you know the whole ufo and alien phenomenon and it's just you know i really want to know if they are you know if there's actual evidence out there because i don't buy still photos Nobody should take still photos anymore. I don't get why people even buy those. They get, you know, they get shared all the time on Facebook and social media. It's so easy to Photoshop for anybody. Like it's a lot harder to do like a visual effect shot with a video where you have to track the shot, you know, and you have to deal with lighting and all that kind of thing. But what, you know, there's just, but there's just so much crap out there. And I remember reading some article that said if there were as many, uh, UFO sightings as as are reported on a on a sort of weekly, monthly, yearly basis, you would the skies, the air traffic would be insane. <laughs> you, oh, absolutely! You know, like our airplanes wouldn't even be able to to fly anywhere. Yeah, the amount of reports one. that are going are immense. I mean, they're growing year by year. I know, and uh, you know, but they're they're the majority are fake. But you have to believe, like anything else, there's got to be some truth in some of it. And as we know, you know, probably ninety five percent or some. Are, are explainable, whatever they are, but you know what? You know which ones are real? Which ones are are real that are out there that are happening? Um, you know, and I remember, you know, you are you familiar with David Jacobs that that whole thing? Because yes, he, yes. I, I found his, I found I initially found his research very fascinating, and I actually uh, kind of I turned to that a lot when I was reading and and um, researching this movie but then that whole thing with emma woods really just destroyed his whole all his credibility i mean do you what do you think oh absolutely but that's usually what happens you know what i mean you get into these aspects of these stories where they become almost too fantastic yeah uh, you know and and even whitley streber and stan romanek you know <laughs> i mean that whole thing i always thought had a smell of of fakery from the beginning 
you know, and now he's involved in all that. And I don't know, I don't know your thoughts on, on his deal. Cause he's now dealing with what the child porn, um, allegations. And I, you know, it's just, it's such, it's such a shame that, that this stuff has to happen. I understand people are desperate and they want to make some money, but right. you know, let's, let's get to the truth. You know, one of the, one of the most compelling, um, UFO sightings I've ever come across is the Phoenix lights. You know, right. that one is, that one's hard to, to, to write off because, yeah. you know, you, you've probably seen the videos where, you know, flare, it couldn't be flares because they're uneven, you know, but this thing was even and it was steady as a rock, that line of lights. And I find that pretty fascinating, that one. Right. And the reports are really, really consistent. Yeah, exactly. You know, from thousands of people. I do think there was some mass hysteria involved, but, you know, it's hard to say, you know, because you're not there. But, yeah, I mean, everybody that said they saw this huge thing, like, go over their neighborhood, you know. But I don't know, because, you know, some people like to jump on the bandwagon and, you know, and, and they want to get famous. So, you know, that, that's what makes it tough, I think. So, Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, unless there's real evidence out there that you can really distinguish as being the real deal, it's tough. It's a tough uh, subject to get through. Yeah, because I think I mean either we need an actual alien or we need a ship. <laughs> you know, exactly. those are the we just need we just need those two one of those two things, and then we'll know for sure. As far as the alienators, uh, basically, you know, what was the goal of the film? You know, what is it we're representing to the people? Uh, what's your perspective on it? Well, the goal of the film was to tell an entertaining story, but I also was very very careful with my research, so. Uh, for the people that, because again, I wasn't trying to make fun of it. I was more making fun of the hoaxers. And that's what I thought, where I thought it would be interesting to have the worst possible person stumble across the, you know, the greatest case of history about aliens and UFOs and put those two together. Uh, but but if someone out there has been abducted or or is, you know, very serious about, you know, alien abductions or UFO sightings or aliens and the different races, you know, I was very, very, very careful to, to you know, honor that. Um, you know, down to you know the blue color of the light, the the uh, the way people are are abducted, um, the things they experience. Because when you watch it, the the lead character who is played, her her name is Jessica Williams in the movie, and, and the and the the girl that plays her, uh, Alicia Tracy, really grounds the whole movie because she has some very very dramatic moments these are very real moments and you know of the experience of someone that has basically lost a lot of their life because as we know aliens you know when you abduct some when they abduct people they erase their memory and but sometimes they sneak back you know they kind of come in and in different forms whether it's nightmares or or whatever and and that has different impacts on different people so we see that happen with the character of Jessa in the movie. And again, uh, uh, Alicia was so wonderful. She actually won an award at one of the screenings we had for Best Actress. She was just so good. Oh, and really? I, That's amazing. Yeah, because there's this one monologue she does where she recalls uh, being, uh, she's asleep, and then all of a sudden she's outside the house, and she knocks on the door to be let back in, and her mother comes to the door and screams at her, you know, what are you doing? Were you out with a boy and, you know, uh, and Jess is like, no, you know, she wishes she was with a boy, but she doesn't right. know how she got out there. And, right. You know, it's a very, very heart wrenching scene. So, you know, I feel like that that her character really grounds the movie in reality and it helps balance the over the top character of Vic, 
who, you know, who, who takes a little while to, to get convinced that this stuff is happening to her because, you know, when he first meets her, she's sort of this, this recluse woman that lives in a cabin up in the woods who drinks a lot. (laughs) So, you know, as far as a credible witness, it takes a little bit for him to sort of come around and see that stuff is actually happening to this woman. Experiences that she has really comes across on the screen of how it was impacting her experience with the aliens was really impacting her personality, her life. Uh, you could really see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was terrific. And then, you know, and again, I, I, the, I wanted to make it entertaining, but also, you know, I think it'll, people can learn things from it. And, you know, like I said, I tried to honor the entire, you know, the, for the people that are interested in it, because that was the fine line I'm walking. But I think other people like me who really do, believe that there are aliens and ufos out there somewhere and maybe they come every 20 years we don't know you know not as often as every five minutes like we're like we're led to believe on social media but you know but but if it is happening it would be it would be great to be able to know for sure one day you know because it is truly one of the greatest unsolved mysteries of of humanity absolutely it sure is so any uh future plans for the film maybe a sequel or anything like that well, we'll see how the release does. It's uh, coming out uh, on March 21st, next Tuesday. And, you know, I think we've got some great um, interaction on the Facebook page and through social media. So I think I'd, I've got plenty of ideas and I'd love to be able to tell more stories because these, these characters are really great to work with. And I think there's a lot to explore with them. And I also think it'd make a great TV series. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, we definitely, all of us, because we had such a great time making the movie together. Um, you know, it was a very small crew. We had about eight people. We were up at a cabin for two weeks, and uh, we just, you know, it's a, it was a fun movie to make. Even, you know, some of the scary sequences were a lot of fun to do as well, and it was like we were a big family up there. So I think we would all like to, you know, recreate that and tell a different story. Yeah, I'm sure everyone right now is looking forward to watching the film. So besides Facebook... Um, what's the, well, how can they find the Facebook page under what name is it? Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash alienators movie. And you can go to the alienators.com and, um, and then they'll be able to see them. They'll have all the information on those two places. It's also on Twitter, alienators movie, um, and hashtag alienators movie. But, uh, you'll see on the Facebook page, we're going to, cause we have a big premiere on Sunday and then, uh, we're going to, uh, post a video from that on Monday, and then on Tuesday, everyone will know where it's going to be able to be seen, and it's going to it's it's being released worldwide. So, but the main places will be iTunes, Amazon uh, Prime, Amazon Instant Video, or you can buy it on Blu-ray or DVD at Amazon. You can watch it on Google Play, YouTube, Dish TV, places like that. Fantastic, Christopher, folks. This is Christopher Farley. The movie is The Alienators. It is a must-see. Check it out. I'll have the links in the description, so everyone give it a whirl. It's a great movie. Christopher, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. So there you go, folks. That's Christopher Farley. And keep an eye out for the film The Alienators. You know, and kind of like Chris was saying, yeah, ufology ufology these days uh, is pretty tricky. You know, you don't know what's real, what's not. But... Thanks to technology, we have a lot of the not, then we have the real. And, you know, his perspective on 
You know, not seeing UFOs and aliens together at the same time is very fascinating. It's come on, it's kind of like a it's kind of like the whole idea between Superman and Clark Kent. But anyway, check out the film. The information's in the description for this episode number 71. And as always, we'll catch you this weekend on Sunday with a full episode. So ciao. Okay, UFO Buster Radio all done. You go now. You come back tomorrow. You listen to archive. You go. You go now. You have a nice day. Bye-bye.